This is a HeadGum Podcast. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Snurkbulls. Tig and I have a big announcement. We're doing a live in-person show on January 31st. It's going to be at Dynasty Typewriter in Los Angeles, and you can get your tickets at DynastyTypewriter.com or find a link on our social media pages. And if you're not in Los Angeles, there's also going to be a live stream of the show, so you can get tickets for that too. Just go to the same website, DynastyTypewriter.com and get your tickets. Hoobly. We're going to be talking about the documentary, The Last Blockbuster, and we'll also have some surprises planned. It's going to be a very, very (laughs) fun, ridiculous time, as you can only imagine and expect. So one more time, get tickets for the in-person show or the live stream at DynastyTypewriter.com or through our social media pages. We will see you there, Snurkbulls. Tig Cheryl. and everybody listening, a happy new year. We're starting it off with a a bang, a royal bang. Ooh, maybe we should whisper because I bet a lot of people are still hungover oh, from probably. New Year's Eve. Yeah. You know what my old roommate from college used to say when I had a hangover? Um, He'd say, do you want me to make you a hair and mayonnaise sandwich just to bother me just to try to make me sick well that reminds me of harry <gasps> and megan that brings us to our today's episode harry and megan <laughs> h&m okay you guys let's get right to it ladies and jerks welcome to harry and megan it all started when tig and cheryl met in the mid-2000s hey nice to meet you tig i'm cheryl hines hi cheryl i'm tig notaro should we do a podcast about documentaries yes a podcast about documentaries is this microphone on five furious frogs fiddling faintly furious frogs fiddling faintly five furious frogs i am the first ever podcast and tig and cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps let's get started i'm so ready Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, TK. Hey, Cheryl. Hey. Uh, how's it going? Going all right. Yeah. How are you? I feel really good today. Oh, why do you, you know suppose? Why? Maybe because I worked out at eight in the morning. <laughs> oh. Because I hate working out and I definitely. Do you? Oh. Well, I mean, I like, I really like yoga. Uh-huh. But today I went like, you know, 
Remember you're scooting down the hall? Yeah. With the band yeah. around your knees and you're going down the hallway doing like little squats? Cheryl's referencing a, a real story from my life that's in my stand-up. And maybe you saw me live and that's what she's talking oh. about. Yeah, and if you didn't, then you're never going to know what we're talking about. <laughs> There's no way There's to know. There's no way to know. But uh, So what about it, scooting down the hall? Well, I did a lot of that with the band around my knees and you're like, you know, squatting down the gym. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But it made me think of you. Oh, so you did think about me <laughs> at 8 this morning, even though I told you not I to. I know, I couldn't help it. I could. Do you always do the band around your thighs? No, I, I try to never do that. But um, uh -huh. but I was given the gift of a personal trainer. Oh. But you don't know how to take that. It's like, um, <laughs> well, I, I already work out, but okay, thank you. But this trainer is, like, she's probably six feet tall. She's got more muscles than I've ever seen on a lady. And uh, she makes me do things. But, yeah. but it's good to do it and then just get it out of the way. I see why people work out in the morning is what I'm saying. And what is your normal time around lunch uh -huh. that you yeah. work out? <laughs> <laughs> I love that in the scheduling you're like, I am not free not, to. I'm um, not free at noon, you guys. I have a very yeah. important appointment. And then I wrote back, is there any world where you could be available and then you're like ah, i guess i could it's just work out work out at eight instead i'd of have noon. to move my workout i would love to be working out at eight what's keeping you from doing it well you know i have a fractured femur oh god that's right and i'm supposed to be off of it for three months and i can't stay off of I it so it's not healing are you still mm. using your cane with the crocodile handle here and there i'm oh. just not committed to it because it's so cumbersome and awkward and weird yeah. and i try but anyway that's, I'm doing. that's not for our listeners to worry mm, about mm, our mm, personal no. lives no i mean i think we should jump right into this because yeah let's do it there's a lot to cover and at the same time <laughs> not that much <laughs> there's a there's, there's look i knew nothing about these two so yeah i didn't i didn't know i mean i knew yeah. bit, bits and pieces okay but so today okay we are talking about harry and megan it's a 2022 mm -hmm. docuseries directed by liz garbus told from the perspective of prince harry and Meghan markle it tells their life stories with a focus on their departure from the royal family harry and megan is available to watch on netflix so you said before we started recording, this is what everyone's talking about. Yeah, everybody's talking. And I said, I don't talk to anyone. <laughs> so nobody has talked to me about this. But I know you said that <laughs> SNL made some reference, some joke about like, and I was watching the Harry and Meghan doc for, I don't even know why, or some kind of joke like that. Yeah, and it's like, uh, they said something like, you want to root for them, but but you don't. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, well, this is where I come in yeah. with, again, I have not, probably like many people, or maybe not, I have no idea, but I have not paid any attention to the royal family since Princess Diana died. Yeah. And, you know, she was so cool. Yeah. And inspiring. Yeah. And so you were just like, 
oh my gosh, what is she doing now? What is she saying now? Yeah. What is she? Everything was just like that. She was a, a dream. Yeah. And that's how I felt. Yeah. And um, I don't think I was alone. But after she died, it just kind of there was this feeling of like, you know, and, and then business as usual over there. Yeah. yeah. And the boys were so young. Yeah. And a as I was watching this documentary, I saw these little highlights. Where I was like, oh, right. I think I do remember that time Harry got in trouble for this or he was partying or he. Right. But I I really haven't clocked anything. What I have clocked and maybe you and I will have different opinions on this, okay. and I'm ready to have it. I've heard people give Megan a hard time. Yeah. And I understand they probably had 100% control over this documentary. Yeah. But I just didn't find her to be problematic. No, I mean, listen. What is the big deal? I, don't know. I, I truly watch going. Why are people hard on, like, I was interested, I was touched, I was rooting for them. Yeah. I found myself smiling at the, <laughs> at like, I was like, oh, oh look at they, you guys. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So what is the problem? Um, Am I missing something? Well, I think it goes back to people that like to get involved take people down yeah and other people people that they don't know at all like nobody mm -hmm. i mean unless you're they're close friends i don't know how anybody really knows them but i think you know people will oversimplify and say oh you guys are rich and famous what could possibly be the problem you know what i mean well yes and i think Time and time again, you learn that people that are rich and famous or seemingly happy That's have right real. They it's have, not always the case. No, they're people and they have issues just like everybody else, and also issues like nobody else because they're in a one of a kind situation. So, and this is an even more specifically bizarre Palace? thing to to. To be a part of no. the royal family, Neither which I, but, I but know it's cute. You see a lot of people don't feel the way I do, which is, I don't, I, it seems so silly the, the guys, to me, the royal the, family. The guys like, that I, outside that you can't I stumbled laugh. upon, <laughs> I can't guards. remember whose Instagram I stumbled upon, where they seem truly obsessed with the royal family, and there was like such reverence. I don't feel that way. I It feels kind of silly. Mm -hmm. It feels silly that there's kings and queens. And they, <laughs> I think it's so funny. I think it's so funny. I also know very little about the queen, about the, what do they call themselves? What do they call themselves the cabinet? No. What do they call themselves, Thomas? Do you remember? There's no way to know. <laughs> You have to always go back to our... Our slogan. There is no way to know. There is no way to know. Okay, well, so this documentary, it's told from Harry and Meghan's point of view. And, you know, they keep saying over and over that we wanted to tell our story. Because mm -hmm. it had been that other people would speculate and tell stories that they thought might have been happening and... 
And Megan and Harry wanted to sit down and say, here's what we've experienced. Mm -hmm. Which is, you know, great. (laughs) But it's also, for someone like you and me, it's like, well, I didn't even know what the other story was. So when they keep saying, (laughs) but this is our our side, it's like, okay. I feel like I've gone through life and I'm just looking straight forward. And then on the sides... I've heard, oh, Harry partied a lot. And, oh, who's this Megan person? I don't like her. She's not the royal, like, and I never stopped and went, who, what? Right. You didn't didn't feel the need to get to the bottom of it. I just, it just didn't, it just wasn't. It didn't register on her. No, but I have to say I really enjoyed learning and getting to know what's been going on from their point of view yeah i enjoyed this i have to say i was surprised Ooh, i was surprised why were you surprised were you su- like yeah boy More well stuff i was about just surprised because it's palace. never been like i said i lost interest when princess diana died yeah and not that i was glued <laughs> Um, but I remember as a child right. in the 80s, or maybe it was 1980, when the wedding happened with Prince Charles. Oh, right. I watched that. Was that 1980? 81? There's no way to know. There's no way to know. But yes, it seems so joyful, and the whole world seems so excited about it, which is cute. Oh, 81? 81, Thomas yeah. 81. I remember roughly 81. my age. and Oh, it did not show up on my register at all. Okay, well, I watched their wedding with my family in 81, oh. and then I I cared when Diana popped up and things, and I cared when she died. I thought it was the saddest thing. Yeah. But then I was like, and eh, I'm off in life. Yeah. I started stand-up, I think, two or three days before she died. Oh. That was my marker. When I was watching this, 81? I was like, oh, right. No, when she died. Oh, oh. I don't know when yeah. that was. There's no way to know. I think it was 96. Wow. 97. I would be so impressed if that's true. Well, they said it in the documentary, August oh, you, of 97. Right. You that's when I started stand up. You paid attention to this because documentary. I remembered. I remembered. I was like, I was having this flashback of, oh, right. That's when I started stand up. I had just done my first open mic and then Princess Diana died. Mm. That was 25 years ago. Mm. Yeah. Okay, well, a little timeline. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think people have said or believe that, you know, Meghan encouraged Harry to leave the royal family. Um, So? (laughs) Well, they're (laughs) up in arms about it. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I would be out of there so fast. It would be weird when you, you know, you wake up and you're like 10 years old and it's the, and you're thinking, why am I the only one that lives in a castle? Why am I the only one that lives in a palace? Like, where are the but other if kids? if I was Megan, if I was Megan yeah. coming into this, yeah. I would be like, I cannot do this. There's nothing around this for me. I'm not saying that's how she felt, right. but I'm just saying I would be, I would feel so confined. Yeah. And I think that's. What I found fascinating was because it really brought out this side of me of like, I cannot be um, held down by this stuff. I got to go be free, say prince. what I want, do what well, I want. Well, then that, then the question is, then why are you marrying a prince? Well, you fall in love. Yeah. 
you fall in love and maybe you think I maybe I can do this and I love him and we can we can carve out our life and we can make it work. Yeah. You know, it's Stephanie didn't seem right out of the gate, the one that I could marry and be with. And, you know, she had never dated a man or never <laughs> dated a woman. She had really not dated many men either. But you fall in love. And yeah. oops, you fall in love. Yeah. No, I know. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. We have to take a break. Why? I'm sorry. I feel like... Because I've been ranting because this documentary really got me going. you. I mean, yeah. I feel like we've been talking for three seconds. Okay, well, we'll be back oh, on Tig God. and Cheryl, True Story. We are Harry a and Megan. comedy podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yes, it's a documentary, but this is a comedy podcast, but I'm also sparked. We'll be right back. You're sparked. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. And we are back on Tig and Cheryl True Story, where Thomas is drinking out of a Tig and Cheryl True Story Aww, mug. That's cute. Don't spill the beans. So Heg- Hagen, oh, that should be yes, their... Hagen. <laughs> that, that should be their couple name. I have a name drop. Working Uh-oh. on the morning show, yes. John Hamm reminded me. Yes, <laughs> reminded me. That when we were at our mutual friend's wedding several years ago, yes, Stephanie and I, our celebrity combined name, whatever merger yeah. name, is no talent, no talent, <laughs> no talent. <laughs> so whenever I mess up my lines, John is like, no talent. <laughs> anyway. Oh my God! Um, so Hagen, I mean, it, it is interesting. Here's the thing. Let me just start by saying, once again, this is a documentary that has a lot of way more pictures and video of mm-hmm. uh, Megan than I would ever have of myself as a kid. As a so we get to see, oh right yeah well so it's a yeah. you know we we see her as a little girl and uh, it's it's like wow okay I know these documentaries no matter how old the person is yeah. even if they're like I was born in eighteen hundred <laughs> you still have volumes of videos yeah it's or a kid from the eighties yeah, volumes volumes so Harry saw a Snapchat. <laughs> 
of Megan with a dog ear filter. You know, the like little puppy filter. I'm sure you don't. Yeah. Oh, you do. No, I I have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. And um, he he asked his friend to connect them. I was like, is that what's happening? Like, hit me up on my DMs. I was a little surprised. First of all, I never imagined Harry would be on Snapchat. Yeah, or like scrolling through like, yes, no, Anything, except scrolls. (laughs) I would only (laughs) scrolling through scrolls. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, and I guess I wouldn't have thought that a, a girl in um, puppy face would, would speak would spark to... to him so much. No. But it did. And um, the friend introduced him as Prince Has, H A Z. Okay. Yeah. And I then like she. It. Sounds like a rapper. Yeah. Hey, print. I'm not even going to try. Okay, no. no. Um, and Let it go. She, ch- <laughs> she checked out his Insta feed and it was full of photography and travel shots and she really liked that. Mm-hmm. And when she's talking about it, I mean, so they're showing all these pictures of theirs from Instagram and, you know, it's just very. Uh, Curated. Okay, yes, that's that's a very good word. It's very curated. But whose Instagram isn't? No, that's true. But the whole documentary is curated, which, of course, listen, if I was making a doc- documentary about myself, I would. Which you will. <laughs> which I'm working on right now. The film crew is here. Hey, guys. Yeah, you want, want it to look good and have your best shots out there? Well, which brings us to my documentary. Yeah. <laughs> I, at the time. Mm-hmm. It didn't even cross my mind that I could curate any part of that documentary. <laughs> and so when I see it, when when Stephanie and I had to watch that for this podcast, yeah. we were horrified. Oh, you were like, what we, were we thinking? What were we doing? What were we thinking? How did we let that shot or that right. uh, soundbite in? <laughs> we just were like... <laughs> Being led by the filmmakers, you know, well, yeah, because everybody, it's like, yeah, because I mean, most documentaries they're they're trying to capture something, and also, yeah. I'm very happy with and proud of that documentary. Yeah. But there's like when you think of curating, <laughs> we were not, <laughs> we were not curating anything. <laughs> they were just like, can we film you doing this? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I mean, there was some curating yeah, in the... No, but it was mostly like you're going through life and they're capturing it. And this is like... I was not in a rose garden. Well, yeah. So it this starts out with... with, And this is, <laughs> this is probably what some people might have an issue with with this documentary is it starts out with mm-hmm. Megan, who's a very beautiful woman. And mm-hmm. she's, you know, she looks amazing all the time. And... She's similar to my documentary. (laughs) And she's in a rose garden um, Uh clipping roses. And it's like some people's idea of heaven. Like if you go to heaven and you're just in a rose garden, all you have to do is cut roses all day. And she's like, I can finally take a breath and cut some roses because I finally got the babies down. And it's like, hmm. I think most women don't have that experience where it's like you get the babies down and you spend the next, you know, hour 
scrubbing the throw up off your shoulder and trying to unload right, the dishwasher. Right, but she's in the royal family. Right. Of course, she's going to be clipping roses. roses. Yes. Well, it's not like we're going to see a documentary of Harry and Meghan, and they're going to be at dive bars and like, well, you know? You're right. And I think that, and I might be overstepping, and I'm sure I am. In their minds, like, that's mm-hmm. probably how what they feel like they're doing because it sounds like i'm watching this that they do have gritty moments you know but mm-hmm. uh i mean even when they first got together they went to where did they go for five, five days anywhere Botswana. they wanted they went to botswana and then it shows them like in a little tent mm-hmm. which looks like okay that's like if a normal person was camping but mm-hmm. also there are shots of them like Clearly, someone is standing 10 feet behind them, getting a beauty shot of them. And you're like, okay. (laughs) So there are like pictures of them that are just picturesque. And it's like, oh, yeah, when I go camping, there's nobody behind me, like, except to the right, because the light's better. You know what I mean? (laughs) Well, wouldn't you like to have that? Yes, I suppose if you. Okay, well, they have it. Right. So don't be mad about it. Yes. Right. They are part of the royal family. Right. They're not going Their to camping Botswana without... is going to look different <laughs> than good. our camping. Yes. Okay? So let's all settle down about it. Yes. But I yeah. think, like I was saying, the thing is, is probably in... Now, I'm just assuming what somebody else in is thinking. In their minds, they're roughing it. Yes. Okay, well, that's like, similar to... Yes. Oprah. Yeah. You know, I heard about, I don't know if it was a documentary, a TV special where she went on the road with mm, Gail, with her best friend, mm-hmm. Gail. And and El- uh, Oprah didn't know how to fill up her gas tank. <laughs> you know? Right. But it's like, why would she? Right. Why would Oprah ever in a million years need to, to stop at the 7-Eleven and pump her gas? Stop for anything. Right. So don't be mad at her about it. She doesn't know. No. Yeah. No. When people would push back about Oprah. Yeah. And say, uh, well, two things. Okay. When Oprah interviews people, she doesn't listen. This is not what you're saying. This is what people have said. People have said yeah. that. And I always say, <laughs> I can't believe that Oprah even listens for half a second to anyone. <laughs> like the fact that she is that she isn't spending her whole life going, "Oh my god, I'm Oprah Winfrey." You know what I mean? She's and like, uh, look at this Yahoo. That she even next takes to me. yeah. That she even takes a second for anyone. Then the other argument that people have about Oprah that drives me insane is if somebody says. That, uh, oh, I can't believe all of the money she put into that, like, marble tabletops in that all-women's, all-girls school, and what a waste of money, and why didn't she spend her money on this? There are people that have billions of dollars that don't spend a dime on anybody. Why are you going after somebody that has put so much time and money and effort into others? Yes. Why? Why? Right. Well, by the way, yeah, I have been interviewed by Oprah okay. uh, when she had the Oprah show, and she's yeah. a very good listener, and that's why she got to where she is, 
you know, because she's interested I in agree. people. Yeah. And it also goes back to people that make it, that are successful, there are always going to be people who... Criticize. Too, yeah. It's just strange, isn't it? It's not necessary. It's not I mean, necessary. unless they're doing harm, unless right. they are right. hurting somebody. Right. But as far as I can see, the way Oprah's living her life and the way she's spending her money or the, the what I've seen in this documentary, I'm just like, who cares? I know. <laughs> who, I, like, let the lady cut roses while the babies are cut, sleeping. Let her put... Let her 10 nannies put her two babies down and let the woman cut some roses. Who cares? Um, okay, so so they get so they get together, Megan mm-hmm. and Harry, and Megan was yeah. shooting on a show called Suits. Yeah. Have you seen Suits? Yeah, I love Suits. Have you seen Suits? Oh, no. Did you know her from Suits? I mean, yes, I knew her face, and I was like, oh, yeah. that's the girl that that guy was in love with. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and she was good, and I remember at the time thinking, whoa, she's very pretty. Easy. <laughs> well, easy. <laughs> um, so they start dating. I mean, one thing, this is a small thing, and it shouldn't bother me. Mm-hmm. Why would this bother me? Tell me. I got I got an argument. <laughs> That she calls Henry, Henry? <laughs> she calls <laughs> she calls Harry H. Okay. I So H and I. Okay. I wasn't crazy about it. Yeah. But here's the why, thing. Why does it, why? Here's not, what I also made up in my head. Yeah, what? Well, A, it's none of our business. Yes. But the other thing is I imagined that maybe that was... What his top secret name yeah, was. his code name. Which, by the way, yeah. isn't great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look. I would I mean, call the guy Harry. Yeah, right. Especially if you know that you're talking to a large audience that doesn't know him as H. But doesn't matter. Yeah, but you caught up quickly. Yeah, it's like, okay, all right, H. You know what I also had an overwhelming feeling about <laughs> during the documentary yeah. is I was also thinking in terms of this is Princess Diana's son. Yeah. And so if I or we or anyone loved or respected her and she died in the horrible way she did, there we should be doing nothing more than being like, yeah. Yeah, I know. I know. This is her baby boy. Yeah. He found love. And isn't that exciting? Yeah. It's, it's we should sweet. be happy for the guy. Okay. One more thing that. Um, okay. And tell me if you do this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do you call paparazzi paps? No, but I have heard people say that. I don't know why it annoys me. Well, you shouldn't use it. I don't. This is Princess Diana's baby boy. And he can say paps if he wants and. She can call him H. And yes, and he and she can. I call you doofus <laughs> behind your back, okay? I call you ass crack and nobody says a word. <laughs> nobody says a word. Um, Do, welcome to doofus and ass crack. We have to take a break. Uh, we, we, still have- we will be right back on Tig and Cheryl True oh, Story. God. Welcome to Fail Better 
David Duchovny's new podcast with Lemonada Media. On Fail Better, David, who has experienced both low- and high-profile failures throughout his life, explores the vast world of failure, how it holds us back, propels us forward, and ultimately shapes our lives. Each week, he'll chat with guests like Ben Stiller, Bette Midler, and more about how our perceived failures have actually been our biggest catalysts for growth, revelation, and even healing. Through these conversations, he hopes listeners can learn how to embrace the opportunity of failure and fail better together. Fail Better is out now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. Okay, we're back. Okay, so what is really interesting and fun to watch in this is you do get to see Megan when she was younger. Mm -hmm. I thought it was pretty extraordinary that when she was, what, 12 or something, that there was a commercial for dishwashing soap. I don't know. I want to say ivory, but that doesn't sound like it's... Palm olive or something like that. (laughs) <laughs> There's no and way to know. And she saw the commercial, and then she wrote a letter to said company mm-hmm. and said, why are you saying that women are facing Greece problems instead of uh, people? Because women aren't the only people that are doing the dishes. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, and then according to, you know. M. <laughs> according to M., they changed the commercial. And instead of saying women are facing the Greece challenge, they they changed it to people. And I was like, wow, that's pretty um, extraordinary for a 12-year-old to be, you know, concerned and also doing something about an injustice, yeah. if you will. It's great insight into what's to come. Right. But I do have one criticism. What? This is my only criticism. <laughs> okay, what? Because I am here to support Princess Di's baby boy. Okay. Megan did Uh-oh. start the letter out with, Dear Sir. Oh. Which kind of contradicts the whole letter. I cannot believe how closely you paid attention to this documentary. <laughs> I have it never is unusual. heard you talk about a detail. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I went into this like, oh boy. And then I was like. I am behind these two, and this is Princess Di's son. Wow. And we have to support this him and his life. Knew you. Especially considering what happened to her. I know. But I did notice, yeah, she said, oh. dear sir, which maybe should have been to whom it may concern. But, you know, what's done is done. She changed the world, and here we are. Yeah, okay. So, okay. right. I Moving on. Moving on. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um... Their relationship was a secret for a long time because they were like, when this gets out, Mm -hmm. your world is going to change. And then the story got out that they were together. It is out. We did see a documentary. (laughs) (laughs) And then Megan was going, she was still shooting suits. And now there's like a a pap problem at suits 
because uh-huh. um, there are so many photographers that they have to now build like fences. A cage. Yeah, around the trailers. And I mean, and you just, probably understand that. I was going to say, <laughs> please no. There hasn't been a single fence put up anywhere where I'm <laughs> on set. And it was also really fun to to see Megan's mother, Doria Ragland. I mean, okay, a big part of the story is that Megan is biracial. Mm-hmm. Her mother is black and her father is white. And mm-hmm. she, in the documentary, she says that uh, because her skin color was lighter, that a lot of people didn't realize that she was half black. So she never uh-huh. felt, it was just never an issue with anybody around her. And then uh-huh. when she started this relationship with Harry H, that's mm-hmm. when. H&M. <laughs> H&M. They must get Aww. that all the time. What if they started H&M? And they're like, we're going to sell really cheap. Cute clothes. What if that's how this documentary wow. is? Cheryl. <laughs> that's what it all leads to. And um, uh. so she never felt these racial tensions until she started dating Harry. And then suddenly the tabloids are saying things like straight out of Compton and, you know, mm-hmm. really going crazy about that part of this story yeah which she was not expecting and nor should she have been and it also is that not having this information prior and then seeing this Mm -hmm. it's like oh right i mean so much racism coming from so many different right yeah and creating this weird false narrative Mm -hmm. and and she and Megan even says, I, I'm not from Compton, but by the way, it's not an insult. And, you know, mm-hmm. she grew up in the Miracle Mile here in Los Angeles. And um, one thing we learned about Megan is that she has a website. <laughs> I already knew about this. <laughs> you website. already knew. Oh, of course you did. I did um, because yeah. people, were you shocked to find out about I this? I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked. Um, do you want to hear her talk about her website? Yeah, yeah. Okay. What is this website called? <laughs> I've never really been the type of person to do only one thing. I guess that's how my website was born. When she first was describing it to me, she was like, it's your best friend telling you all the fun things that you wish you knew about in one place. There's fashion, there's tons of food, and travel. This was all the things that I loved. And the TIG wasn't just a hobby. It became a really successful business. So, the TIG. Yeah. (laughs) But I wish she would have told us why she named it the TIG. Well, here's what I've heard. Oh, do tell. Is, and I could be wrong, I didn't, you know, there's there's no no way to know. I did absolutely no research, but um, what I've been told over the years is that it's, there's some kind of wine, Tignanello or something. (laughs) I don't even know. Nailed it. It, What is it, Thomas? Tignanello. And that's her favorite wine. Oh, okay. And, uh, yeah. Tignanello. 
It it reminds me of a Seattle car dealership called Pigna, like Pignatero or something. And people always send me pictures going, congrats on your new car dealership. You know, it's the same thing with uh, Megan's um, website. Website. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they must be disappointed if they think they're going to see like your tour dates. And it's like, oh, no, this is where Megan likes to travel. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so she has the TIG. Uh, so the point, you know, the point is that Megan has, is a uh, very active and productive person. Mm-hmm. It's interesting, too. And I know you feel this because I think anybody in the public eye feels this, even uh-huh. not in the public eye. Like, yeah. if a million people are saying great things and nice things about you and 10 people mm-hmm. are saying the most hateful things about you, it's really hard to not pay attention to the 10 people. I know what you're talking about. I feel like I, it doesn't affect me as much as it used to. Yeah. I mean, I certainly don't want it. Yeah. But when people go off on me or attack me for, you know, that I'm ugly or masculine or a dyke or, you know, like. Those things. (laughs) <laughs> but um i used to I used to get you uh, yeah but i also that's partly why i made more of a decision away from social media uh-huh. in the way that people use social media yeah because i was just like this is such garbage right. and people like lie or complain yeah. or make fun or and then you just go, why? I'm just not even going to follow that. Right, right, right. You know, because it's a crazy, it's, I always think in terms of, I could call you a choo-choo train. How dare Cheryl you? Cheryl Hines is a choo-choo train. <laughs> That's just as ridiculous as saying you're an ugly bitch or something. <laughs> or, you know, I whatever people are saying. No, I know. No, you're right. <laughs> but, you know. No, because it's... You consider the source. How do you defend that? No, I know. You're like, I'm not a choo-choo train. (laughs) I am not a choo-choo train. Well, that's the thing. When I was watching this and you see, like, people were very excited about Megan. They were, Mm -hmm. she was really, um, and still does, I'm sure, um, inspires a lot of people. Yeah. You're watching this documentary. You see, like, thousands of people gathered when they do a walkabout. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Which is just to dress up and walk outside and... Well, walk about. You, it's, it's pretty on the nose. Yes. You walk yeah. about. You walk about. And say hi to people. And people were so thrilled, you know. Mm-hmm. So then when I was watching it, I was thinking, oh, it's so unfortunate that, you know, a headline like Straight out of Compton and all that is is like permeating into her world. And then, then there was a event where princess michael of kent you know there was like a big royal something where everybody's dressed up and this princess wore a blackamoor brooch so it was a brooch Mm -hmm. that honestly at first i was like i don't know anything about this and i don't know what's going Mm -hmm. on but it was a brooch and you know black person i don't even remember exactly what it was definitely something you've never seen pinned to my shirts (laughs) Well, uh, in your collection of brooches, I've never seen one. But I actually had to pause it and look it up online because 
I didn't understand what was happening. And then when yeah. you when you look it up online, that particular, you know, the Blackamoor now is associated with racism. Mm-hmm. So that seems so insensitive and trying to be hurtful that this woman went mm-hmm. out of her way to wear that because she knew that Megan was going to be there. I just didn't. I was just mm-hmm. shocked by it. Were you shocked by it? For sure. I mean, even let's say you didn't know its significance. Yeah. Let's give this woman the benefit of the okay. doubt. It feels like a weird decision. So then it just feels like a eh, this could be hit or miss. I'm going <laughs> to skip it. Yeah. You know, if if you don't know right its significance. Yeah. Then leave skip it. it. Yeah, or Google it. Google it. Google uh, it. Just Google it. We also find out that Prince Harry was, he was in the um, the army for 10 years. He served two Afghanistan tours, which I thought was very impressive. Very impressive. Knew how to fly, fly the um, Apache helicopters, uh-huh. but not a Harrier jet. Oh, Harrier. Remember, oh, that would have been. Did you make a joke or you you accidentally said Harrier? No, I just read it on on this outline. So whoever did this outline, they they put not a Harrier jet. (laughs) But it was a joke, right? Yeah, it's a joke. He didn't do, he didn't fly Harrier jets. He he flew Apache helicopters. (laughs) Um, and then, and then Megan talks about, you know, there, she didn't know all these sort of unspoken rules and ideas about the royal family. And they were doing a panel and she talked about the Me Too movement. And mm-hmm. and then I guess people were not happy about that. They were very specific about what causes they got behind and yes. things that are not controversial. Yes. And um, that remains a very controversial um, topic. Topic. Yeah. Yeah. And she even said, you know, there are rules like if the queen is wearing blue, then you can't wear blue. And see, I would be so, I would, I would be like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? I was, I, here's the thing that I was hoping that she'd talk about. Like, her clothes are just so amazing. Uh-huh. How does that happen? Because you and I know that when you're shooting a film or a TV show, there there is a team of people. Mm. And you try on a hundred things. Yeah. And that's just for one scene in a film. Yes. So when you're lucky, it's partly why I've considered never acting again. Oh, I thought you were going to say why why you never wanted to be a princess. <laughs> <laughs> that too, but the the, the wardrobe, Ugh. the fittings. But then sometimes you stumble upon the wardrobe people that are just so great, and they have such great taste. Yes, and I'll tell you what. Tell my what the morning show. Yeah, nice clothes. They are. Awesome. Check out my Instagram. Look oh, how shit. adorable I look. <laughs> it is amazing. They are to so have, good. Yeah. Then that seems exhausting if it's every minute of every day you're supposed to be wearing your coordinated outfit. But also, seems like she 
embraces that. And But also I love that moment where she's talking about how, well, I thought it was really interesting. I'd never thought about this, um, how she said the, um, uh, how, what am I, I'm blinking on the word. Fascinator? But, um, Formal. Yes. That it's even behind closed doors, the it doesn't go away. Everybody's still very formal. And when she was first meeting is it Kate is her sister in law? Yeah, Kate and, and um William. William. When they came over, right? She just had on a T shirt and jeans with holes in the <laughs> knees or whatever and she said oh. I didn't know. She said, Oh, I thought it was just like Kicking a casual it in the living hang. room. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Which I also think is interesting. Once you're in the royal family, do you all of a sudden start wearing hats? I was wondering that, too. Because everybody, they do like those tiny little hats. The fascinators. See, that'd be another reason I'd I'd say, I gotta go. I can't do it. But I would love a reason to wear one of those hats. Would you be excited if you ended up in the royal family? (laughs) At any point in your life, would you have thought, oh, this would be... Well, probably when I was younger, it, I think uh-huh. it would have been like, oh, my God, this is magical. Oh, my God. Uh-huh. But then knowing what I know now, and uh, no. When you want to be able to do and say I and know. think and feel however you want and wear what you want and hang out with who you want and... Not live in a castle with your grandmother. <laughs> Nothing against your grandmother. No, of course not. I mean, I, and I know she had her girlfriend, her live-in lover, your grandmother. Oh, wow. what? You don't remember that episode where you, while you were talking, you were oh discovering my grandmother my... and her lover. <laughs> yeah. I thought you were talking about the queen. <laughs> no, wouldn't that be a fun <laughs> twist? If the queen was like, my best friend sleeps in the room next to yeah. me. It's like. I Lesbo know what that Baggins. Means. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> can I say one thing that bothers me about show yeah. business? This is so awful, but it's like being on set. What the one thing that I'm like, Mm-mm, please don't do that. <laughs> I really don't like it when a crew member is trying to help me back out, mm-hmm. and they stand behind my car and give me like hand signals. I'm like, just can you please, Cheryl, just, just leave, yeah, Cheryl. We have found each other. You feel the same. It is. I can't stand it anywhere in my life. I don't when want I'm backing anybody out. standing behind me telling me when to keep coming and stop. It's like, can you it's like, just can you please talk to Stephanie about this? I say it every time. Whenever I put my car in reverse and somebody's like, no. I find it condescending. And like they, it, it makes me feel like they're saying, Come on, little lady. Here, I'll help you. And I'm like, dude, I can drive a motorcycle. I can uh, drive a boat. I do it every day without you. I don't need you for this. It makes me so crazy. And then I lose them in my mirror, and I'm like, I can't. Now I can't see. And I'm yelling out, now I can't see you. Can you move out? And he's like, I make a point to never even look at them, and I I don't follow their directions. I just reverse my car and go. I'm so worried I'm going to hit someone doing that, and it's uh, I feel badly, and I don't know how you know it's their fault yeah it's their fault let the record show um Mm -hmm. okay back to the walkabout okay (laughs) tig i'm gonna start winding it down even though we really haven't 
It doesn't matter. Yeah. The big thing that happened was with her father. Yeah. Because it seemed like she had a really great relationship with her father, which also... Yeah, that was a real It was curveball. also strange to me to... I don't know that I understand the turn that it took, but I don't need to. But so she had a really strong relationship with her father. He's coming over for the wedding. And then these pictures come out, like a picture of him in a cafe reading about the royal family or something and him walking down the street or on a treadmill or something. Well, all of that was... Staged. Staged so he could make money. Right. So he made $100,000. And then lost trust with with his Megan. daughter. Yeah, and it's like... And Megan says that she, you know, tried to reach out to her dad and he wouldn't respond. And then he had health issues. And then he didn't come to the wedding and they, and they don't have a relationship anymore. Mm-hmm. It's a lot. It seems like there's something missing. Well, I'm sure it's a weird feeling. Like if my stepfather, yeah, who is no longer with us, yeah. was staging a photo shoot of himself yeah. to sell for money, yeah, and was ignoring me. I, I'm sure there's a lot of stress yeah. going into also a wedding, right. which Stephanie and I, thankfully, our families did not make our wedding hard on us. We had a blast start to finish. But I know a lot of people have tremendous stress leading up to a wedding. Your dad isn't responding to you. He's doing a photo shoot with some buffoons. Yeah. And then he's getting money. It just feels like, do I know you? Yeah. That's how I would feel. I know. It doesn't feel like it's insurmountable. No. But yes, of course, like causing a problem seems like I'd be like, dad, you got to stop with the photo shoot. Yeah. But no, of course, we're oversimplifying. No, we never do that. What do you mean? <laughs> well, listen, like I said, we've, we've only watched a few of the of the episodes. Mm-hmm. By the way, I had no idea it was like a long one. I don't even know what they're going to... I didn't either. I don't know what they're going to talk about. For, I don't know how long. There are three more. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like... What if they sneak out three more <laughs> after I that? I feel like I know everything. It's like, I, I get it. I hear you. I get it. And then they separated from the royal family so they could come to the States and um, live their lives. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. That's right. Okay, listen, we're going to wind it down. We could talk forever about... Um, H&M. About H... Oh, I will say one thing. You've said that 10 okay. times in this episode. And I episode. probably said this before. But at some point... And she, you'll probably keep saying I it. I will. You know, I will. At some point, mm-hmm. she talked about um, when they got engaged... She got them matching penguin onesies. I don't like it. Give penguins a pouch. (laughs) Give penguins penguins a pouch. pouch. I don't like men in onesies. (laughs) (laughs) I find it unattractive. Okay, what if it was a two-piece penguin suit? I would not mind it as much. I would not mind it as much. What about a woman in a penguin suit? onesie it's cute i wouldn't wear it but mm-hmm. it seems like it's a what's it called yeah infantilism that's not it something like that horny <laughs> <laughs> it is the opposite of horny it's like a giant baby i don't like and by the way on halloween if you're anybody don't dress as a baby <laughs> I 
don't, <laughs> I love I when never, you have these specific issues. I never issues need to see a man things. dressed as a baby on Halloween. You don't want to see a grown man with hairy thighs, hairy legs, hairy chest, with a diaper on, with <laughs> big safety pins. A, oh, a, I, a bonnet, a rattle, oh, and a bib. I can't. I can't stand it. Uh huh. I just can't. This is a public service announcement. I'm just letting yeah everybody know. Just take a beat before you walk outside looking like that. Although yeah. the, she didn't say that they went outside in their matching penguin onesies. I automatically. Now I'm thinking of Harry and <laughs> okay, settle. Okay, Cheryl, Cheryl move on. <laughs> MoveOn.org. stuck in my head. Okay, we're, this is it. Are you ready for Happily Ever After Thoughts? Yes. This is our Happily Ever After Thoughts, where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary. Did you cry? I did not. No. No. I did didn't. you? No, no. Uh, who no, were you no. attracted to? Harry. He is really cute. Yeah. There are a lot of cute people in this. Who were you attracted to? Well, I'm wildly attracted to Megan. Clearly, I can't stop. <laughs> I mean, she's very beautiful. He's very cute and handsome. So you, you're you more attracted to Megan and I'm more attracted to Harry? Yeah, I guess wow. so. Wow. Did not see that coming. <laughs> see, I like the little gap in his two front teeth. Yeah. And I like his hair. I like yeah. his, his beard. His spirit. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I like He's his like, spirit. Oh, and the pictures of him, like, in his military stuff walking around Hello. With his hey on. back off he's mine <laughs> and he really feels like yeah as they said in the in the movie his mother's son yeah yeah um would you like to do a little true story talk back is there anything you'd like to say to h mm-hmm. or m or yeah yeah h and m it's your friend tig i just want to say keep on keeping on <laughs> Keep on keeping on. Make your mamas proud, both of you, because yeah. they are. Yeah. There's no world. Princess Diana would come back and feel like he has not done a stellar job. Yeah. I don't care what the next three episodes say. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows what's coming? <laughs> I might have to come back in and edit this, but I just, uh, I don't know. That's my feeling. Yeah. What do you want to say? Well, I would just like to say to H&M, please get rid of your penguin onesies and never (laughs) speak about them. (laughs) That's all for this week's episode. Oh, next week we'll be talking about Love Lizzo on HBO Max. Okay, Mm -hmm. do you want to do some true fan mail before we go? Real quick. Yes, I would. This is from Dr. Ronald Larson. Hey, hey, Dr. Dr. Ronald Larson. Hey. Hey. With the second mention of not paying an exorcist bill, I had to respond. <laughs> what happens when the exorcist bill does not get paid? You get repossessed. That's all. Oh, that is a good one. <gasps> Tig Doc. Is gonna, she is going to take that oh, on yeah. the road. Known with- for stealing material. <laughs> Well, it seems like he's, or she, she could be she, Dr. Exactly, to whom it may concern. Concern, Carrie writes, uh, hey, Carrie, hey. Hey, Carrie, hey. Take it, Cheryl. The Pepsi Where's My Jet episode was hilarious. I laughed so hard about what I don't remember. Anyway, the new slogan for Barks is, Barks has bite. 
Barks Root Beer and Canada Dry Ginger Ale are my favorites. I am really <laughs> glad that Carrie... I'm glad you crammed that last uh, listener <laughs> so email glad. in. Carrie wrote us. Thank you for clearing that. I forgot. Yeah, Barks has bite. But also, why would they ditch drink Barks? It's good. That's good. It's, it sells. I don't know. Barks okay. has bite. Yeah. That doesn't say anything. No. Uh, Tig, is there anything that you would like to promote? I would like to promote tignotaro.com for all of your shopping needs, whether it be for the holidays or just any old day. We got signed books. We got signed T-shirts. We got signed vinyl. Also, my other podcast, Don't Ask Tig. Mm. Check it out. Have a new celebrity guest each week. Mm-hmm. Cheryl's on an episode. It's mm-hmm. a stellar episode. I have tour dates also listed on my website, tignotaro.com. So if you're listening today and it's January 2nd, I'm telling you, <laughs> remember when I went to Puerto Rico and I was shooting and we did we did a podcast and Rachel Harris joined, joined us? Well, now yeah. I can tell you that we were shooting Fantasy Island. And Rachel... Braggadocious <laughs> alert! And Rachel and I... <laughs> play best friends who were nerds in high school so it's a documentary (laughs) and our fantasy is to go back to our high school reunion as cool people (laughs) (laughs) so you should really so it has a sad ending because um it doesn't go back to then we go back to being nerds again anyway that's something fun to look out for That's hilarious. All right, Tig. Should we do it again? Yeah, yeah. Let's do it again. Tig and Cheryl True Story is hosted by me, Cheryl Hines, and Tig Notaro. It's produced by Thomas Willett, audio engineered and edited by Thomas Willett, with production assistance from Bobby Pearson. Music by David Sesson. Special thanks to Gabi Kobasic, Patrick McDonald, and Stephanie Allen. Follow us on social media for updates and review and rate True Story on Apple Podcasts. We really appreciate it. You can email us at Tig and Cheryl True Story at gmail.com. That was a HeadGum Podcast.